everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. What a month already. Look, it's Black History Month, Lunar New Year, Rihanna's pregnant. Could there be more things happening right now? No. Have you seen that meme where it's like, there's two faces. It goes, one is January and then there's a blink and the next one is February. I feel like that's how quickly it went. January, that is. We're I mean, here. Yeah, we, 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 and wow, 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 wow. February 2022, we're doing this. It's never been better. All of the things are going to happen. It's the shortest damn month, um, mm-hmm. but it's going to be chock full of things. Um, I don't know how we got here. Speaking Tell of chock full, do you eat the little sweetheart chalk like candies for Valentine's Day? No, they're absolutely no, disgusting. Okay. There's right, literally right. nothing that I want less than receiving those sweethearts. Like they're they're fun for the like the novelty of it for a second. But if I ugh, like one and I'm done for years. Yeah. All right. Do well, you, you eat them? No. No. Oh, thank God. Thank God. No. It's like Tums. It's what is the, if you wanted no, to no good. Tums, I heard this that. they've got like positive affirmations on them, so you don't have to like get them or give them to a Valentine mm, or get them from. So it's like you got this on your own, not like will you be mine? So. They're I evolving. like that. The text on them are evolving, not the texture the or the taste. So wow. it's wow. going to be a we month. Love, Here we, we go. love a self-care situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm, I'm about that. Truthfully, if we're talking Valentine's Day candy and when aren't we, you know, um, I really like the sweet tart candies. Oh, okay. A heart-shaped sweet tart is like my love language. I, I thought... I thought you were going to say <laughs> the seasonal Reese's peanut butter cups because I know you like a oh, yeah. peanut butter bunny. Oh, for sure. But I a mean, peanut butter those... egg at Easter. I was going to say peanut butter egg, classic. The peanut butter Christmas tree, also incredible. The pumpkin yeah. that's not really a pumpkin. It's totally. just like a, but I mean, Valentine's Day. Is there do one? they have the heart shaped ones? I don't know. I'll report back next week. Okay, please, please do. I can't. <laughs> I can't picture it, and that's that's I, worrying me a little bit. If I were a betting woman, I would have bet <laughs> some serious coin that that was coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I like to. I like to keep you guessing. Okay. Um, yeah. Sweet so that, there's that. It is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So as we get into it, on last week's episode, Jeffrey spoke with hair icon Nubia Rezzo, Latinx beauty brand founder, among a million other things. Nubia is a master hairstylist with over 40 years of experience in the hair care industry. As a young stylist, she was formally trained by a slew of well-respected hair educators, which set the stage for her own success as a salon owner, product formulator, and curly hair expert and educator. Whew. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change like Nubia and creating a better world, make sure you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Teas. And sending questions to the sweet, tart, loving Jeffrey <laughs> at volumeupattheteas.com. Thank you. Had to get that in there one more time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, my God. So good. On this week's episode, we're jumping back into our beauty and TikTok series with Lacey Wells. Lacey is a California-based full-time hairstylist and salon owner. She owns the main room and specializes in balayage, extensions, highlights, Brazilian blowouts, cuts, and color. She's got a large social media following with over 200,000 followers on TikTok and nearly 10,000 on Instagram. 
She's going to spill all the deets on what that was like building up an audience during a pandemic. Uh, and you'll walk away with some tips that we think will be useful for yourself. But before we get there, something that is really, I'm just going to let my card show, <laughs> disgusting. Um, I cannot believe that this is a thing that's happening right now. There's a trend called slugging. Now, <laughs> Kelly, can you please be generous and let yes. our audience know what it is? And then, yeah, let's talk about this hideous thing that people have decided <laughs> to do themselves. Okay, so our friends over at Bloomberg Opinion talk about the rise, fall, and curious revival of the gelatinous oil sludge byproducts that emerged in the 19th century, a.k.a. Vaseline. Oh. <laughs> and it's emerged again. TikTok is bringing it back with a trend known as slugging over a hundred million viewers have watched this practice where you go to bed at night with your face slathered in Vaseline. When you wake up and remove the ointment, your skin is supposed to be shiny. How could it not be shiny? Right? How would you ever get it off? <laughs> These are important questions. Look, is TikTok in bed with big oil? Like who in the oh. right mind is like pushing fossil fuels for your <laughs> face? Like, why are we putting petroleum jelly all like what? I, I cannot fathom the same folks that are like eco, no paraben, blah, 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 all are putting Vaseline like, oh, oh you're making me, oh. <laughs> Kelly is pantomiming, putting the tub like, oh, I cannot. It like it. Shakes me to my core that anybody would consider, like, an adult human putting Vaseline. Oh, I can't even look at Aquaphor for my baby. Honestly, like, I feel like this is the work most worked up about something I've seen. And it came right out of the blue. I'm, I, you walked right into it. I could not believe that this is something truly the pe- like well, hundreds of millions, like, viewing it, sure, doing it. <laughs> no, never. So <laughs> I'm like, I've got, ugh, I've got the worst case of like goosebumps. I want to crawl out of my skin thinking about it, so let alone doing I'm it. guessing you don't ever <laughs> partake with Vaseline, like lips. Don't put it on your lips. No, 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 <laughs> never, never. I know that people swear by it. I could, I could not bring my, and like they had the cute little tubs, like the branding is genius. I could never <laughs> do it. I, I like, I just... <laughs> Nightmare scenario. Slugging, and then it's called slugging? Oh. Pass. Like, I miss me. Miss me with this good. trend. TikTok. Let me tell you, Vaseline's story dates back to the crude oil deposits in Pennsylvania in 1859, where a chemist there, he worked in kerosene refining, and essentially, the, like, they would clean the wells and they take the black gooey substance that accumulated on the rods. And that was the Vaseline. And back in the day, 1872, they, the young entrepreneur named Robert Cheesebro <laughs> patented it. And it was a lot, it was around for the ride. And now it's back. I bet you that Robert would have never guessed this might be the full application in use. So never, hey. never. <laughs> oh, that one got me. Okay. 
Also, also I'm sick, <laughs> sick to my stomach, Kelly Ellers. I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't have it. Like, let's everybody, let's agree to kill this trend. It cannot be good for your skin. It can't be. Like, to your point, yeah, it's going to be shiny. But like, at what cost? At what you cost? Know, and how shiny do we want it? I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Most of us want to take the shine down. I, I can't, I won't, I won't have it. But things that I will have, yes. talk to me about it. <laughs> I think that you will have all the looks, 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 looks. Yes, yes. <laughs> Doja Cat is serving us in a get into it, yeah, official video. <laughs> and have you seen it? And have you seen this intergalactic video and the looks? These looks are everything. I feel like we can only say Luke as a result. Yeah, no, this is incredible. Uh, look, we all know the song because of TikTok and Reels. Like we, I couldn't believe, honestly, that it's only just come out as a music video from her. I, like right. missed opportunity, it seems. But, you know, it's huge. It's everywhere. This, it's the zaniest stuff in the best way. Like wigs, she's given it. Multiple colors, absolutely. Makeup for days. Like metallic breastplates, like just, yeah. you know, absolute, like product placement in space. Of course, let's do it. Right. Like I mean, get into it. Don't tell me you don't need life water in her galaxy <laughs> or some beluga tequila. I mean, can we get the products placement experts? They did it. They placed it. She drank both they, of them. So they absolutely did. That. Like these brands, I'm sure are just loving so life for, for this themselves. awareness now, do yeah they? i mean they are not advertisers on this podcast to be clear um and here we have just plugged plugged <laughs> plugged plug uh kudos to doja cat like i'm i'm at a loss of words um you know, whereas vaseline makes me sick this <laughs> is the opposite reaction i'm like yes let's have more i wish it were more than two minutes and 30 seconds i'm, I'm putting it out there it's a lot and kudos to their producer creative conceptor if you will it's a lot. And I've got two young boys and they will not be viewing. <laughs> they won't be <laughs> getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotcha. Well, things that you should definitely get into. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Are on the tease.com. Uh, our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like every week in uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but should. And here are some of our favorite headlines from the tease.com. First up, Silken Tea's Shauna Bronfman wants to make tea part of your hair care routine. For Shauna Bronfman, tea is so much more than just a popular beverage, believe it or not. But that soothing drink that we all know and love is actually the superstar ingredient at the heart of her hair care line, Silk and Tea. Born out of Bronfman's own hair and scalp struggles, the first of its kind tea-based hair brand is focused on bringing its holistic hair care approach to the masses, starting with its range of herbal hair tea rinses. Much like a relaxing cup of tea, each of the line's hair rinses are packed with nutrient-rich ingredients that help your hair and scalp to feel restored, refreshed, and reset. You got to go over to the teas.com to read the whole thing. The interview is incredible. Kelly, I want to know, though, what is the strangest, quote-unquote, thing that you've ever put on your head? Because tea oh. is not a traditional ingredient. Like, we don't think of tea and hair, not until this brand. But let's talk a little bit about yeah. things like beer. What, what have you put on your head? Yeah. So this is going to go way back to like high school. And there was a certain like, I think it was a like a friend sleepover maybe. And we all at that point 
put mayonnaise in our hair as some type of conditioner. Some type. It's how did that work out? It's equivalent to the Vaseline. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty up there uh, in terms nasty. of. I mean, I, this this hair was shiny. The hair was shiny. Was it uh, deep conditioned? It it was deep, deeply oiled. <laughs> <laughs> Shellacked. You know, it was terrible. probably weren't onto something. Okay. Obviously, well, I don't think the mom was there, or the dad, or the any parental guidance. But we did it. Yeah. Um, what about you? Anything stick out? <sighs> It's strange. I don't, I don't really think there's no like home remedies that I'm putting on this little bit of like the three hairs that I've got on the top of my head. Um, I mean, I think I've tried every sort of like deep conditioning situation known to, to humankind, but nothing strange. I don't think no mayonnaise. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to like pull the air out of the room. No mayonnaise. I should maybe get into it just for the the sake of it. I don't want that. Give it a whirl. Give it a a whirl. A miracle whip whirl. Uh, all right. Next up, talking about scalp care. I mean, we're really on one right now. The editors, the article on the site is these scalp care products will help transform your hair health. Getting the hair of your dreams starts with taking care of your scalp. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Despite all of the focus on curating the perfect hair routine, the reality is that without a healthy scalp, it's pretty much impossible to achieve great hair. That's why it's so important to give your scalp some much deserved TLC, from time to time, especially during the colder months when dryness is already a top concern. Fortunately, a number of brands have been turning their attention to scalp health, focusing on creating a slew of products that tackle a number of different scalp concerns. And we list out a ton of brands that you should consider on thetease.com. Question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you have dry scalp? And if you're not flaking, would you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm getting I, at. I mean, like, I'm, I, I'm thinking. I don't. I don't. But I do really think scalp health is important. I mean, I'm a big fan of Nioxin. And we talked about this in the last mm-hmm. pod with Diane Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how at her salon, really viewing the scalp. It's part of the, the appointment, part of the protocol is to look at scalp health because that's where it all starts, right? I think oftentimes people forget that you need to cleanse your scalp just like you would a facial or a peel or anything like that. So slightly off topic, but I don't necessarily know how you would know if you have a dry scalp, but I do think you need to take care of it. So check yeah, out the use this time. Exactly. Yeah, we've got a bunch of products up there um, to check out uh, and give one a try. Give it a whirl. Mm. All right, next up, something that's trending on thetees.com, seven hair braiding brands you need to know about. Whether you're a braiding newbie or an actual pro, there's one thing we can all agree on. The braiding hair that you use matters, like a lot. Using poor quality braiding hair can make the braiding process an absolute nightmare for both the braider and the client. That's because some types of braiding hair are made with materials that make them more likely to tangle during the installation or can cause irritation on the scalp. Fortunately, our team has done the hard work of sifting through hundreds of brands available to nail down the very best ones, seven in total, for any protective hairstyle, whether that's box braids, faux locks, twists, or cornrows. Check it out on thetees.com. What do you think, Kelly? I mean, I love all the looks there. You know, the seven different types of hair braids that you need to know about. I was not educated on all seven. Like, I didn't know if I could pick them out from a lineup, if you will. Um, But I have mad appreciation for hair braiding skills and brands. And so 
check them out if you need to know or brush up on the seven types of hair braids on the tease.com. Yeah. And let us know if you use any of those brands. We're genuinely curious. As always, so much going on tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, my interview with hairstylist and TikToker, Lacey Wells. Lacey is a Fresno, California, full-time hairstylist and salon owner. She owns the main room and specializes in balayage, extensions, highlights, Brazilian blowouts, cut, and color. Lacey has a large social media following with about 206,000 followers on TikTok and nearly 10K on Instagram. Lacey, welcome to the Volume Up Podcast. How's it going? Good. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is such a interesting experience so far. I've never done anything like this, so I'm super excited. Oh, well, we are so thrilled to have you here. All right, Lacey, tell us about yourself. Our listeners are always curious how people get started in the industry. It's always different for everybody. It's never the same. So let's let's hear it. How did you get started? Yeah, definitely. So I actually was kind of brought up in a salon. So my mom is still a hairdresser and she started in the industry when she was only 19. Now she is 57. So you can imagine long, long time in the industry. And um, I basically just grew up, you know, in the salon. I was sweeping hair as a little girl. Every time I had break from school, I would just go with work to mom, hang out in the salon as often as I could. Uh, I was always just so intrigued by the camaraderie that a salon offers. I obviously love making people feel beautiful, but I also really enjoy the salon atmosphere as well. And I just used to remember being a little girl, almost slightly jealous that I wasn't old enough to be there. Like, oh, I wish, when's my time gonna come, you know? So luckily time flies, so here we are. But yeah, so basically I would have to credit my mom and her business to basically like where I am right now. Oh, love that. That's such a fun way to sort of think about the origin of yeah. how you came to do this. Love when it's a family yeah. connection. Uh, and yeah, people don't really talk about the community aspect of the salon, but that's yeah, a huge draw for, for salon pros. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. One thing to get started in hair, right? To go to cosmetology school, all of that rigmarole. Another thing to be a salon owner yourself. So talk to us about what was that process like? Because it is not for the faint of heart. Oh boy. Let's like lay it out, lay it out. All right. So it's kind of an interesting story. It's definitely not conventional at all. So (laughs) we actually opened our salon um, in the height of the pandemic. So (laughs) we decided to become salon owners. My business partner and I say we because I am part owner um, with Mm -hmm. uh, Canon Williams. She's my business partner. And basically how we even got the idea was... At the time that this had happened, we were shut down. Salons across California were were closed. And our salon owner at the time was implementing some interesting rules that we were all getting a little bit uncomfortable with. I don't want to go into a lot of detail because I don't want to like make it about that because we're past it. Everybody's good. We're all good. So basically, we decided it would be best for us to leave that salon. The problem is, is there are five of us who have all worked in the same salon for probably going on like eight years now. Mm -hmm. And we are such a close group. We go on vacations together. Our husbands all golf together. We were like, okay, how are we going to find a salon that can accommodate all of us? Because we're all 
double booking with an assistant and we need two stations. So we're like, mm-hmm. what salon in our area is going to have 10 open stations? I mean, I mean, it was a pandemic, so it could have been a possibility, but <laughs> we, we just, we were really nervous to get separated. So myself and my business partner now we're like, I mean, why don't we do it? Like, yeah so far we've haven't had the best luck with salon owners. So I guess let's give it a shot and see if we can build a salon, uh, build the environment that we had been craving for all these years, know that we won't ever get, you know, taken advantage of again. And we can basically have a home for our little family. So yeah, that's how we, that's how we started. Wow. Uh, During a pandemic, the perfect time, right? I mean, like who, well, whatever. But at the same time that you're building a salon for your friends, for your family, your unit, you're also building this incredible social media following. Uh, How (laughs) did you find the time to, again, you're double booked, you've got assistance, you're building the salon. You're also like racking up hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok. Like talk to us about that process. And then like, let's get into TikTok. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a blur to be completely honest with you so much, Um, but I actually, so, okay. So I started TikTok because of the pandemic, because I realized how quickly my, my livelihood was taken from me. And I thought, wow, I was in, I really thought for so many years that I was in a foolproof industry that I could never lose my job. I always had job security and there will always be a need for hairdressers. And then all of a sudden that was shattered. All of us were just mind blown. Our eyes were really open. So I thought, well, all of my clients are always saying, why aren't you on social media more? You know, you should, you could have this presence. So I thought, we'll give it a try. It was slow. It was slow growing. I didn't blow up overnight or anything. Mm-hmm. And I obviously have a lot of potential growth from sure. here on out. Um, but I basically just decided I'm just going to start posting content and start learning how to use this app. I don't really know what I'm doing yet. And um, the pandemic did give me a little bit of that time to build a foundation because of the fact that we were shut down and all that. So I think that having that in, you know, if you have to look at like the bright side of things and in that time in my life, even though it felt very dark, that was a great opportunity for me to start something new. I never thought that I would, it would go anywhere. I, I hoped, but you just never know. So, yeah. I mean, like, this is crazy. It's blown up. So again, we appreciate like a slow build to where you're at and certainly there's room to grow, but I mean, 200,000 plus followers is nothing to scoff at. Uh, And there's a reason. So like, let's, let's chat about that. Like what is from your perspective, sort of what has made the success? Like what's the special sauce? And you have to give away all of it, but you know, for you and it's different for everybody. And that's what we always hear about with content creators, but like, what is it that the people come to you for? Do you think? Yeah, I think that people really enjoy anytime they have value added to their life, whether that just be learning a hair care routine that's going to work for them, learning products that are something that they've never been introduced to before. But there's also just the entertainment in front of it. I try to not only do content that's educational, I want to have fun too. And sometimes talking to a screen and saying, use these products, do this to your hair. That's not that fun all the time. So, you know, I do some little lip sync videos, some comedy. I I try sometimes some people, Karens out there don't always love it, but I just have fun with it. Yeah. (laughs) You got to get a little controversial sometimes. Right. But so, yeah. So I think that, um, 
as far as like a secret sauce, as far as I think that there's techniques you can use. I think that there are, I, I followed a lot of social media or uh, specifically TikTok algorithm experts who would teach you tricks to do. I really suggest that for anybody that's starting out in it because it's a very confusing platform. Um, but I think just being yourself, having something to offer to, to your viewers is, I mean, if, if you can do that, then it'll happen. You just got to give it time. Beautifully put. Has the TikTok of it all helped you to get clientele? Talk to us a little bit about that. Have people sought you out after stalking your your feeds? Yeah, so this would have been super great if it happened for me like two years ago. Uh, I don't really take clients anymore. I'm very fortunate in that sense. Um, I have a very established clientele. I've worked on it for many years. I think it could have. I do think so with TikTok, I have so many followers from all over the world and it's not as realistic to gain clientele because you really reach so much further than Instagram or Facebook. So I think as far as gaining a clientele, if that's your one goal, Instagram is the way to go because you can kind of target that, that demographic or that area that you live in. Pro tip. So talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on how TikTok has impacted or affected the industry. I mean, you've been hugely successful. Not everybody has been. Um, right. Does every hairstylist need a TikTok? I mean, we just talked about if you're looking for clientele, Instagram's probably a safer bet. Talk to us about how things have been shaken up by TikTok. Well, I think like we can all agree that social media in general has made such an influence on this industry in such an amazing way. Mm-hmm. I mean, just when my mom would tell me about building a clientele when she was younger, you know, she would tell me that she would go to the mall and ask someone if they wanted a free blowout and just hope that they would yep. be, you know, fall in love with her and say, Hey, I also need a haircut and come back. Obviously like, nobody would ever do that now because of what we have with social media. Um, as far as TikTok itself goes, I think that it shakes up a lot of, Um, Just different opportunity for growth for stylists, for sure. You also have a lot of people maybe doing some things to their hair at home that they shouldn't do because they watch a TikTok and they think now that they're a pro or they Uh get advice from, you know, the layman who just said, hey, go to Sally's and buy this. It worked for me one time. And then so you do. I I think we could get a lot of that going on. Um, But for me, it hasn't helped necessarily with the growth just because, like I said, such a broad range of followers. I have had people offer to fly to me, but I don't, I don't have room in my schedule. So I think it just kind of depends on the kind of business you want to build. Makes sense. If you want a lot of people coming and going from other States, then yeah, I mean, go for it. You never know. I think everyone should have a TikTok. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what social media is about. I mean, at the same time as, as it's a good way to sort of build up your business, it's a good way to connect to people around the world, as you said. So we've talked a little bit about the positive side, the good things that are associated with TikTok and with Instagram, uh, but there's also a downside. And particularly if you're not really sure what it is that you should be building for content, you know, it might be stressful. People might get overwhelmed. Uh, talk to us. Like, do you think that there's a, a bad side or a negative side to the content creation aspect for, for social? I absolutely do. 100%. I think that we really need to focus on taking care of ourselves when we become content creators. Um, There is a lot of pressure. Like you said, there are over 200,000 people who have chose to click a button and follow me. I'm an individual human being. I'm a real person with just a norm, very, very normal life. And 
you all of a sudden feel this pressure to be more than that because you think, why else would someone follow me? I have to be better than just who I am. And that can be very daunting. And, you know, the algorithm is very confusing and it can be really, really stressful because you might work couple hours on a piece of content that you're extremely excited about and you post it and you just don't get the results you're hoping for. And I've learned to just not take the algorithm too seriously and I don't mm. take it personally. I think that's very important. Don't think that this algorithm is watching your content and you know, saying, oh, you suck, you're no good at this. It's just the way that they do things. Who knows what those guys are doing up there? <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone has figured out the TikTok algorithm. So, but yeah, it is a lot of pressure and, you know, you get some hate, you get people who aren't so nice on, on social media. I've learned to stop reading my comments once a video mm. starts blowing up. Mm. Yeah, there definitely can be. And I think that if you're someone who struggles with mental health, it's very important to watch that closely and step away and take a break if you need to. So let's talk about that. Um, I mean, taking a break and walking away is certainly a really solid thing that you can do to take care of yourself if you're a content creator and you're putting yourself out there. What are other things that you've done? Um, I mean, you mentioned it, like you were a normal human being. You feel the pressure to, to create this stuff sometimes. Um, what you know? words of advice do you have for somebody that is suddenly blowing up and thinking, oh, wow, didn't expect this. Like, what do I do? How do you take care of yourself? Well, there's a lot of ways to take care of ourselves, right? You know, just by drinking water, eating healthy, go outside, mm -hmm. get the sun shining mm -hmm. on you for a little bit. If you struggle with things, you know, mental health in general, um, those are all things that have helped me in the past. And I think when it comes to social media itself, if I'm feeling that day that I'm just not in it, I know that that's going to come off in the camera. And mm. I know that people are going to feel that off of me. And then if they feel that off of me, I'm going to come off as insincere. And I'm going to come off as somebody I'm not. And I don't want that. So I'll just stop. I just stop recording. I say, you know what? I'm going to hang out with my dog. I'm going to watch some new girl or friends. I'm going to hang out with my husband. And I'm going to just have a little bit of just some organic like life time, not mm -hmm. screen time. I think the biggest thing you can do is just step away. I love that. Uh, but speaking about stepping back in, uh, mm -hmm. who are some people that you follow? So, I mean, like, look, again, we know you are your own thing on TikTok, but we all sort of dip into it and scroll from time to time. Who are people that you're following that you're fans of? What are trends that you've liked? Like, talk to us about that part, the fun part yeah. of TikTok. Yeah, there's a couple girls on um, TikTok that kind of do like similar um, content as I do. And I really, I love, um, I think her name is Teresa. She's a redhead and she does all these like Karen skits. Oh my God, she is hilarious. And I feel bad that I don't know her exact handle. We'll find it. Um, we will link to her in the show okay. notes. Don't you worry. We'll do that work for you. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I am going to be 29. So I'm old for TikTok. Um, anyway, um, someone that like, I kind of just like feel for would probably be like Chrissy from habit. Mm -hmm. I've just seen her take so much backlash in the last like year or so. Um, I don't know what people have such a problem with her for she's an absolute icon in our industry. If you built half the business that she built, you would be extremely proud of yourself. And I feel like no matter what this girl does, she just yeah. cannot stop getting hate. And I think she's uh, very talented. And I just took the haircation uh, class that they just did. And I thought it was amazing. So
Um, oh, and trends, as far as the one that uh, I think one of your questions. Talk to us about fails. TikTok fails. My favorite one to watch is that god awful ponytail haircut thing. The ponytail here, pulling it here. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, honestly, God, Lacey, like, let's, let's shut that down. I, I wish it wouldn't. I mean, but, but people, you know, they, they mess it all up and it goes on to the, like, you just keep and it then going. It's the hairdresser's problem. Well, and it's funny too, because I watched, I watched all these videos and even the ones where they're like, okay, okay. I'm like, no, yeah, it's not, not okay. okay. It's not okay. <laughs> you don't know this, but it's not okay. And once you try to style that, but it's still so entertaining to watch. I can't stop. Amazing. All right. Well, for our listeners, before we wrap up this and go into our quick takes, how can they find you again? We've established, but like, let's just lay out the socials really quickly so that if they're listening and they've not been following you, that they can go and find you on TikTok and Instagram. So my TikTok and my Instagram handle are the same. It's just Lacey loves hair with the underscores in between each word. Beautiful. I don't have any more accounts than those two. Easy, easy. Two, that's all you need. Uh, Guys, go and follow her right now if you're not following her already. All right, quick takes. These are the questions that we ask all of our guests. So try not to think about it for too much. First thing, bar soap or body wash, where are we coming down? Both. Both? I'm going to elaborate. Okay, yeah, please. If I have a spray tan on, I have to use bar soap. If I'm exfoliating and I don't have a spray tan on, I use my loofah and body wash. I mean, that makes perfect sense. You really laid it <laughs> out exactly as, as you should. There's yeah. complexity, nuance for all of these things. All right, right. look, you exactly. talked about building a business and a crazy high following on TikTok during a pandemic, but a lot of other people took a little bit easier. They spent some more time streaming things, binging things. So is there anything that you're streaming or binging of late that you should share with all of us that are looking for more content to consume? Uh, I have been watching Stay Close, which is like bizarre and weird and really good. But Where can I we find always it? Netflix. Okay, okay, keep going. Yeah, and I always, I always watch Friends or New Girl. Those are my like anxiety. I need to put something on to just after, you know, the day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. And if y'all are not doing that, you should consider doing the same thing. Yeah, for sure. All right. We talked a little bit about product just a moment ago when we've got a spray tan versus not having a spray tan, but what is one product that you cannot live without that all of our listeners should know about? We're all beauty junkies. We all are product heads. So like lay it on us. What is the one thing that you're going to right now? I have to pick one. You can pick a few. We're, 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 we're greedy. We will take it all. I have more than one for okay, sure. Please, please. Yep. Well, first of all, I love Javaness. Their Milu hair shield is my favorite. It's in all my videos. If anyone watches my content, they know they're going to know the products that I'm going to tell you because they're, okay, all right. they're just my must haves. Um, more recently, I've been using K18 and I'm like flipping out on it. I'm flipping out. I have never used a product that works as good as this product in basically like reparative treatments. I have clients coming back about two months after using it consistently where I know what their hair looks like every time they come in Mm -hmm. and I see their hair after using this product. And it is, 
I would say at minimum 50% less breakage, more length. And they are just like, they see my hair, my hair. I'm like, I know your hair. It's so exciting. Uh, uh, so, I mean, that, that might have to go top of the list for me right okay, now. Okay. Um, All right. And I, and I could see that being there for like, for good. Like, I think this wow. product, I think, in, I think soon we're going to be seeing them do some really, really big, big things. Yeah. You heard sure. it here first, gang. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, again, you would know this if you're already following her, but if you are not, we are linking <laughs> yeah. to these items in the show notes. So make sure you go and check them out. Add them to cart if you can. All right. Look, last big question that we've got. Yes. Words of advice from you to our listeners who are trying to get to the top of the industry. Look, I mean, like there is no real top, but I mean, we all aspire to sort of get to our level best. Um, what is your word of advice or words of advice rather for, for somebody who wants to do the best that they can? I would say that you need to always be in your salon. And that means if you are building a clientele and you have a day where you have no clients, you need to be showing up and you need to sit in that chair and put it out into the universe that you want to be there and that you want clients to walk through that door and sit in your chair. Uh, It was something that I was taught. That was something my mom always told me. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you it works. I have told every assistant I've ever had it. I don't know if it's manifestation, whatever you want to call it. But all I know is, is that if there is a phone call that is made and they need a hairdresser and you're sitting in that chair, you're going to get that client. And that client could send you 10 people and those 10 people could send you 20 people and so on and so forth. So be present, show up. I think that that's a great place to start. Because that's a big question. You can I was going to say, a great place to start and a great place to finish. Lacey, I mean, mm-hmm. like, that was a slam dunk home run, all of the things for, for advice. <laughs> like, holy crap. I mean, listeners, again, like, make sure you're, if you haven't been taking notes, like, that's the one to rewind and play back again. <laughs> thank you. Oh, this was such a pleasure chatting with you. Lacey, thank you so much for joining us on the Volume Up podcast. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you about content creation, about your thought process, about your experience coming up in the salon from your mom, all of that. Like, we loved hearing about it. Thank you so much for your time. All right. I mean, Lacey, she's, it's almost like she's got a full time gig with the TikTok, the TikTok and a hairstylist owning her own salon. So pretty amazing that she can get that all done in a day, in a day's work. Absolutely. And what was so great is that she was really honest about, you know, needing to take a break from social and from TikTok. If you need to take in a break, walking away, coming back when you're feeling inspired. Yeah. And we love that. Like really good advice in this world where everybody's trying to do stuff for the gram or for the TikTok. Um, Do what's authentic. So yeah, thanks to her for sharing her perspective for all of our listeners. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.